It's a good show. The Dude Abides on Radio 8-Ball. Jeff Dowd, a.k.a. The Dude, with Andres Jones here on Radio 8-Ball, coming your way all the way, all the time. Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. Here in the studio, Questions to songs which we randomly select with our friends thinking this radio Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here at the Record Company in Boston, Massachusetts, with our musical guest, Katie Jones. Hello. And Katie, you got some pretty cool friends. I do. I'm liking getting to know them. We gave a little, a little teaser to this next guest. And he's in the studio with us now. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Trevor Black. Thank you. It's good to be here. So, well, first of all, have you been to the record company before? Yeah, this is my third time here, and it's always a good time here. It's a groovy, groovy place. I highly recommend anyone who's looking for a studio to just get into and record their things in Boston. Come check it out. It's very nice. And Katie was telling us that you are a musical director at the Boys and Girls Club. Of, Mass- of Massachusetts or Boston? Of Boston. of Boston. Boston specifically, yes. If you've ever seen the movie School of Rock, it's like that, but swap out Led Zeppelin for like Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Sweet. And I'm like not a, a unlicensed teacher who should be arrested. Right. And you're not like perpetually hungover. That's true. So Rarely hungover. <laughs> so basically it's not really... It's not really like the School of Rock, the movie. It's like School of Rock, the idea. Right. This is what what you do. You work with kids and music. And is that like the place where the rebels in the in the Boys and Girls Club go? Because that was the other part of School of Rock. All those kids sort of became these this sort of like rebel group within the school. Yeah, they were a real ragtag crew. We we have a lot of different flavors there. Um, I've recorded just some straight hip-hop with our teens there, but we've done everything from a a whole song about nothing but food to a, uh, like, really, really feminist anthem by a bunch of 10-year-olds, which is, like, incredible. That's awesome. Awesome. That's great. What's the name of the feminist anthem? Uh, I'm going to have to think about this for a second. You sexist. <laughs> don't remember no. the name. I'm a bad ally. Uh, it was called They Say, and it was all about what people in school and like whatever media 10-year-olds are consuming say about young women and a rebuttal to it. 
Good for them. Is there any chance of getting a copy of that song to throw on the end of this podcast so listeners Whoa. can hear it? Uh, with the permission of some young women, I would be happy to send it to you. Yeah. I think now that everyone's heard about it, we all want to hear it. I That's definitely want to hear it. Yeah. Gladly. I'll, I'll do everything they in my say, power. They say. It's a great, it's a good title, too. Yeah. It's a really yeah. good title. And is that how you know Katie from working there? Or do you know each other from being musicians? Or It's not, actually. Katie and I met on the Cape, right? Mm-hmm. During a, a retreat. And... Um, what kind of retreat? It was a church retreat with our uh, our church called Reservoir. We were out there just to, I guess Katie was like getting away with all of these sh- people that she knew, and I was there for the very first time. And I forget what it was that actually introduced us. I just remember that's where it happened. I think we were all drinking whiskey and playing. Um, it was like some some game. Was it the game that Chris invented where it was like volleyball, but you only get points if the ball stops moving rather than hits the ground? Because that was a game that we played there. No, it was some weird card game, but it was like Um, we were in like a a boardroom or like a, yeah, like a boardroom at a hotel, just like drinking whiskey and playing a game, some sort of game. I don't remember. But I remember being like, I remember meeting you and I was like, whoa, it's like really cool and intense that like you haven't met any of these people and you decided to like come to a retreat um, for it a whole weekend. It was a good decision. And I where, stand by that decision. Where on Cape Cod? Is uh, Falmouth? Oh, Seacrest yeah. Yeah. Cool. Hotel. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. 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 Falmouth. I spent a lot of time in Monument Beach, so close oh, okay. to very close to there. It's right cool. on. Beautiful place. Yeah. And then later on, we ended up working together. Uh, like a, a year or so later after Katie and I had like played music in church a couple of times and become buddies, I got an email. I'm going to give you a hard time on the air. I got an email that said, welcome Katie Jones to the Boys and Girls Clubs of Boston. And I was like, what? Katie works where I work now? And it was, uh, okay, in it was my, some good news. In my defense, so Boys and Girls Clubs of Boston is 11 clubs that serve young people ages 6 through 18. Ten of those clubs are in Boston proper. One of them is in Chelsea, which is a neighboring city. And Trevor works at the one in Chelsea. And so I knew he worked for boys and girls clubs, a boys and girls club in Chelsea. But before I joined the organization, naturally, I did not know or assume that Chelsea was part of us because it's not in Boston. But then I learned that it was. There you go. So... I'm still not quite clear on where the faux pas was, but... He was saying that, like, I didn't tell him that I was oh. working with him because I didn't think I was. Got it. But I then see. he was I like, see. what? Katie? Now that it's all come out, I forgive you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I Even someone was you like, oh, tell. Trevor works there. And I was like, no, he works at a different one because I didn't know. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I know now. I can talk about it at great length now. Trevor's sensitive about this. Clear, I mean, you know. He's in the right field. He's a musician. Yeah, yeah. We're all sensitive yeah, people. Absolutely. You know? Okay. So, so anyway, uh, so Trevor, what is your question for the Pop Oracle? All right. Uh, can I have like a thirty-second preamble? Yeah. Let's preamble let's away. Preamble it. Um, so, not long from now, I will be moving to Austin, Texas. My wife has a job there upon uh, completing law school, and. We're going. We're going to Austin, and I don't know your your radio listeners, the podcast people out there in wavelength land can't see me, but I am a five panel hat wearing, bearded, pierced uh, person who 
when you first saw me, probably you thought, like, when did this guy's flight land from Austin already? <laughs> you're not gonna. You're you're. They're importing you to keep Austin weird. Yeah. Yeah. That that was the condition of my moving there. Um, they're so sending I, a Republican to Boston. <laughs> You'd have to go a little bit outside of Austin, I think, to find one. Probably it's like, like 20 a, minutes, though. Tw- yes, yeah. that's the thing. It's like right outside city limits. Just, yeah, just the gerrymandered part of Austin. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so being being as I, I've probably belonged there for a long time, I'm my question is like, what new thing can I bring to Austin? When I move, what should I, what can I like bring with me as uh Either something to like gift the city of Austin, or like something to do there that's not like, oh yeah, that guy, he belongs there. Yeah. Cool. So, the, so just to, to reiterate, so what, what basically, what can you contribute to Austin? Yeah. yeah. What can I contribute to my my your place new, that will be my new home? Your new home in eight months. In eight months. So you'll be getting there just in time for it to be really hot. Yeah. Yeah, it, but you're used to hot. Yeah, from living in Boston, I'm yeah. accustomed to temperatures that are very high. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay, well. Deep, deep sarcasm. So. I was like, huh? I mean, it was like pretty hot this summer, but also like not Texas. I've heard summer in Boston is the same way that winter is. Summer in Austin is the same way that winter is in Boston in that everybody just like hunkers down and stays inside. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, well, so okay. Well, that's your question. What do that's you have question. to contribute to Austin? And now, to engage the pop oracle, you get to spin the wheel of eight. Here we go. Na 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 na. We love eight. Song number eight. <laughs> God knows. Or is that God knows? How do you, what's the inflection on this song? God knows. God knows. Get your mouth out, my dreams. Don't you know you don't live here no more? Don't you know that I mean what I say? Is I hammer all 95 nails to the door? God knows I've tried God knows I'm tired God knows what I don't know God knows what I don't know Get your eyes out my gaze Can't you see that I'm
Get your breath of my cheek. Can't you feel that I'm crying? Can't you hear that I cannot speak? When I do, I'm just lying. God knows from Katie Jones, the answer to the question about Austin from Trevor about what can he contribute to Austin. So interesting, you met at a church retreat. There's a connection already, but uh, but tell us, Katie, uh, where does that song come from? God knows, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, this song, it's definitely probably like, I would say usually when I write songs, it's quite a bit after the fact of like whatever the experience is. So, um, there's usually some emotional distance. This song was not that way. I think it's maybe one of the only songs I've ever written in a, in the midst of like a very... I mean, it was, yeah, I was basically in the midst of, like, a relationship ending um, and just, like, the rare occasion of, like, real-time processing. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, I think it was just, like, written out of, like, you know, in, like, the lowest place possible where it's, like, I have no solution to come up with on my own. So it was just, like, that, well, like... I don't know if it was like even a uh, in the moment like a a real sentiment of like it wasn't like an empower. I think it can like be now revisited with more empowered like God knows. But in the moment it was like, well, I certainly don't know what's happening and like I'm devastated. So um, it was kind of like the one thing that I could kind of 
somewhat grasp in the moment of like having hope. Um, but that's certainly a very different uh, lens than uh, I'd love to hear it reinterpreted. Well, that's that's the great thing about the, uh, <laughs> that I love about this format, the way that it it does recontextualize the song. It completely turns it around. So, hmm. Trevor, tell us a little bit about what you got out of that as the answer. I think I got to hear it as someone who uh, didn't have to go through the story behind the song, and it was it was entirely reassuring. Um, I could tell that it came from a place of um, like proximity to whatever inspired it, and it's really interesting hearing you talk about that because it it came across exactly that way. Mm. Um, but yeah, to me, I of course was looking at it through this lens of like, oh well, what can I, what can I contribute? And um, I don't know. It was it was valuable to hear, not an answer, but almost like it felt like a question just sung in like a rephrased format, mm-hmm. hmm. and that was like reassuring. Like your question. Like it was my question. Cool. Yeah, if it was my question, I would be thinking that it's like that idea, thy will, not mine. Like, really, I just need to show up, and where I can contribute will emerge. Let me go and be myself and honor Mm. my own life and being there, and the path will rise to meet me. The, Mm. the, The thing, the way where I... It'll be obvious where I have to contribute, you know, like, oh, I'm going to push that person out of the way of a bus or I'm going to help this person record a song or I'm going to be quiet and listen while someone's talking or whatever. Hmm. That's what I would take. Also, there's a there's a funny synchronicity for me in that your name uh, in in a previous life, I was an actor in movies and in one of the movies I was in, my I played the last film that I played a lead in. My name was my character's name was Trevor Blackburn, and you're really? Trevor Black. Wow! So I don't know. I was trying to find where the burn is here. So and I, hmm. we're talking about heat and hot places. I don't know. There's just I, I the the thing that I've learned about doing this format is trust that if there's some weird synchronicity, even if you don't know what it is, presence it. So I'm just mm. presencing that. Like there is some yeah. Trevor thing, Trevor Black thing, Blackburn. The film is called The Attic Expeditions. Maybe that makes a difference. In it, I play a, a magician like magic with a K, not magic like rabbits pulling pulling rabbits magic out of a hat, but a doing like Crowley kind of, I don't want to say black magic, but like ah, yeah. working with energies and sort of more that kind of things. Mm. And he wakes up from what he's told is a coma after three years and was told that he did all these terrible things and now he's living in this halfway house that's been made out of the house that he used to live in and it's all this sort of psychedelic mind fuckery and uh, so again i don't know how that plays into any of this but (laughs) i just throw it throw it into the soup throw it into the soup summarize i'll i'll give the the soup a stir and and try a bite um I I would like some more just like in general fire like energy to bring black burn into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think I've been get, doing a lot of like getting ready for Austin, uh, just in terms of like developing as a person, hopefully. <laughs> and um, I'm ready to just like completely cut loose. I think I've been like learning over a while to like not 
hold back in a way. Hmm. Um, so like that could come with some fire. Hmm. I don't know about three years of like terrible things that would end you up in a halfway house, but I do feel like this um, this period that I've been in Boston was while my wife was in school. So I do feel like it's a bit of a, like a training ground and I'm meant to like gather something here, but not meant to uh, not meant to like get stuck. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it will seem like a, a bit of waking up from like a three-year period. Yeah. Yeah. In the thing, he, it turns out, spoiler alert. Uh, I was going to watch it. He, uh, it, it, he wasn't actually there for three years. It's all, they're all messing with his head. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So. Trippy. Uh -oh. Can I offer something? Offer away. I just was thinking, it's so, I like having these conversations because then it's like, some things that aren't obvious, then you're like, oh, but maybe that could mean this. Um, but I think so. The way that like the song that I wrote the song is that each verse focuses on a very particular, like physical, like kind of moment of like, like there's like get your um, mouth out my out my dreams, get your eyes out my gaze, mm -hmm. get your breath off my cheek, and like these just like little like physical kind of like moments of like pain or like physical and like emotional moments of like pain and but I feel like reinterpreted through what you're talking about Trevor like just maybe being like all the different parts of yourself like whether it's like like what you think about and like who you are like your personality or like the things that you like to do or like the space you occupy or like whether you're like playing music or like reading a book like just like being present to those parts of yourself and like what each of those parts of like Trevor Black like means to like show up in Austin and like in all of them kind of like being like like I like what you were saying Andras of like you kind of just show up and like mm. it's like one day at a time and yeah kind of not just even like packaging as just like what am I bringing but like what is like my mind bringing and like what is like the things I'm skilled at like with my hands like what are, like what does that mean to show up in, in in Austin so I don't know if that like yeah that's, that's comforting in a way to not think that it has to be a perfect thing or a whole thing but that each individual part could be kind of uh, a thread to pull on for an answer yeah. you can like bring fire like with each of those things in different ways and it may be counterintuitive but I do think that if you want to know what you have to contribute the best thing to do is figure out what you want. Hmm. And so, again, it's like how I, with this show, I encourage people to ask a selfish question, to approach the, the show selfishly, because actually by doing that, it engages you fully. If you're selfishly engaged, then you're fully engaged. And if you're fully engaged, you're actually being generous. You're giving yourself totally to it. So it's, it requires a little bit of recontextualizing the idea of selfishness. But it's kind of, there's actually a, a principle in Buddhism that, your desires are your enlightenment, that the mm -hmm. things that you want, you are, that you na like, oh, I want, I want, I feel myself drawn in this direction, that if you follow that direction, you will be in service because that's where God, that's like, God has put you on, given you that desire if you want to. Yeah. So then go for what you want and then you'll know what it is that you have to contribute. Yeah. There's, um, there's a funny thing that happens a lot when you're doing work that is both like fun and for the good of a community, like at the mm -hmm. Boys and Girls Club, where you kind of think to yourself, especially like if you're 
I don't know, this might happen at the main office too, but like hands-on in a situation. And you think to yourself like, I can't be doing that much good. I'm having too much fun. <laughs> right. Mm. When in reality, like if you're yeah. doing something good, God, the universe, <laughs> yeah. whatever what you're is getting fun. at. Like it should, it, why not? Why wouldn't it give back to you? Why yeah. wouldn't it affirm mm. that like hmm. you are doing something good? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. We do have fun at the main office sometimes. You seem like you do. it's funny. He he does have I a little have bit. Fun. You have a little bit of an infer. You like I mean, maybe this goes on at the big office too. I mean, well, I'm only just over in Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of a like. There's like all the clubs, and then the, I. So I don't work in a club. I work at the main office. And oh, it's a yeah, little yeah. bit of the. You're like a yeah. Oh yeah. Sell out. Yeah. Nah. No, it's great. It's you guys sweet. are doing good stuff. I I. I'm always happy to see main office people like stop by and hopefully like yeah. have fun with us. Oh yeah, in the field. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it blows my mind that people pay lots of money for therapy when they could just come on this show. <laughs> so true. My yeah, dad was was a right psychologist, down. so that's what happens. We just we just keep repeating the DNA <laughs> as it's repeating. Yeah, it's, it's great. Thanks, Trevor. Yeah, thank you all. This is wonderful. Thanks for listening to Radio Eight Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball some haters, but I use them as my motivators. They say I'm too loud, but I don't really care. But I don't have a purpose, so it's time to declare. People just jealous because they all so fake. They say I'm dreaming, but I'm never gonna wake. I'm walking around acting like a queen. They all staring because my outfit's so clean. Haters gonna hate because they all so lame. Just remember me as the hottest in the game. They say I'm too skinny. They say I'm too fat. They say I'm too quiet. They say I'm too loud. They say I'm weak, but I'm
treat us like we're not even people. They say this, they say that, I dismiss all the crap. They say this, they say that, I dismiss all the crap. It's a good show. You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right too with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-tool combo kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6-5 U.S. only. 